Where we kick ass. Two. One. Good afternoon, Sequoia. I'm Darcy from Digital Production with our first official podcast of the 2020-2021 school year. I'm here with my co-host, Scott, and a special guest. So, Scott, what will we be discussing today? Hey, Sequoia. It's Scott, and I'm very excited to have Mrs. Martinez as their special guest. If you did not know, Mrs. Martinez is a teacher from Thousand Oaks High School, and she will be sharing with us all about National Hispanic Heritage Month. So now I'd like to start by introducing Mrs. Martinez. Let's get this party started. Hi, thank you so much for having me. My name is uh, Sandra Martinez, and I'm a Spanish teacher at Thousand Oaks High School. I'm really super excited to do my very first uh, podcast ever. So, Mrs. Martinez, can you please tell us more about your role in CVSD? Yes, of course. Um, I've been in Conejo Valley School District for uh, 15 years. I started out at Thousand, at, I'm sorry, at Newberry Park High School. I was there for seven years, and I know many of you are going to be going to Newberry Park High School soon. It's a wonderful school. I, I loved it. And I'm also a graduate of Newberry Park High School. I graduated from there many, many years ago. Uh, so for me, it was great to go back as a teacher. And um, I was there for seven years. And then I got an opportunity to go to Thousand Oaks High School and teach uh, Spanish for Spanish speakers. So um, I've been there for eight years now. And I also advised the uh, Latino Connection Club. And a few years ago, we started a leadership group uh, to encourage more uh, Latinos to uh, take on leadership uh, roles in the school and also in the community. That's really cool. It seems like you're really involved in the community. And I'm sure being from that you were graduating from Newbury Park, it was really cool to go back and teach. But I actually also wanted to point out that you were CVUSD's Teacher of the Year last year. So congratulations on that award. Could you tell us a little bit more about it? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, it was a, a huge surprise. I was really, uh, it was unexpected. I, I was chosen as Teacher of the Month for uh, April. And then um, out of the 10 teachers that are selected during the year, uh, they choose uh, one. And uh, it was a complete surprise that I was chosen as Teacher of the Year. Um, I, I'm really grateful and honored to, uh, to be the 2020 pandemic year Teacher of the Year. Yeah, I bet you were super excited about that. And I mean, as you said, pandemic, you'll never forget it. I think that's probably pretty huge. <laughs> so uh, going into my next point, I'm from Australia. So I know that my upbringing was a lot different than a lot of people here. Um, mostly, I've found that Australians are a lot more laid back and there's a lot less pressure on us. Um, there's also the food as well. The food is huge. That was such a big thing. I came over here and I was sort of like, whoa, what's going on? Like, this is all insane. What are these flavors? Um, but would you like to share with us a bit about your background growing up and any influential moments? Yes, of course. I, um, I grew up in Mexico. I, uh, I'm from uh, the state of Durango, Durango, Mexico. And I came to the United States when I was 16 years old. So uh, the first school I went to was in Newberry Park High School, and I um, I I did uh, um, 10, 11, and 12th grade. I was an English learner, so I was uh, in the ELD classes uh, for uh, a year. And after one year, I was able to improve my language skills to 
move on to regular English classes, which was a lot of work. It was very uh, challenging, but uh, I was willing to take on the challenge. Uh, and uh, after I graduated from Newberry Park High School, I went to Marlboro College uh, and then Cal State University Northridge. And I was always around the Conejo Valley. Um, so for me to be a teacher in the, in the uh, district where I was a student is, is really a huge honor. And it's really nice to also uh, see other students who maybe uh, went through the same thing as, uh, as me. Uh, growing up, learning the language, maybe, or um, being um, a Hispanic, Latina, and in a mostly uh, uh, white schools. The other thing that I, um, uh, coming to the United States, the first thing I had was uh, Chinese food, which was not good. I didn't like it. <laughs> um, in Mexican food, we usually have salty food, and then we have dessert, which is sweet. So we usually don't mix the flavors. So for me, Chinese school, I mean, China, I'm sorry, sorry. Now we have to cut that out. <laughs> uh, Chinese food uh, was not my uh, was not my favorite thing, and now I love it. Now I love um, Chinese food. Thai food is probably one of my favorites. Uh, so yeah, the food, um, the culture, um, it's it's very different. Uh, like you, like you mentioned, uh, Mexican culture, Latino culture is very much about family and enjoying uh, the time with uh, with our friends and family. A lot more laid back. Uh, and here in the United States is you have to be on time, you have to do this, you have to do that. So there's a lot more pressure um, for, um, for young people to get really good grades, get into a really good college. So there's, uh, it's, the culture is very uh, driven and um, um, Latin American culture, Mexican culture is more feedback and very much about community and family. Yeah, I think you hit it right on the head there. I couldn't have explained it more better myself. Um, but as you were saying, I, it was really difficult for me um, to come over here and like change everything that was going on. So I can't even imagine having to learn a different language as well as moving. And like, I just, that would have been insane for you, which actually brings me to the next point, as you were saying with your, how you're so family based. So my family, like a bunch of families obviously uh we have our own traditions and one of our traditions it's kind of corny but it's cool like we have a uh room in our house that we decorate for birthdays and like you put streamers and balloons everywhere and then it's like really exciting and I don't know it's cute we've just always done it um so do you have anything like any traditions that your family does your favorite ones maybe um well my favorite one is Christmas I, I love Christmas time I, um, most of Spanish speaking, um, most Spanish speaking people are um, Catholic. And so um, they usually follow the Christian traditions. And for Christmas, we always um, stay up until midnight and open presents at uh, 12 a.m. And we don't really believe in Santa Claus because uh, we, we know we get the presents from our parents, so we get presents from our families. But uh, uh, Christmas, I think, is my favorite tradition. My second uh, favorite tradition is probably Dia de los Muertos. I, um, I um, growing up I, when I was in elementary school, uh, we usually had either no, no school or only half a day of school, so we could have uh, time to get ready, get our flowers ready, the food to uh, make the journey to the cemetery, to, the, to clean, to clean um, 
her loved ones uh, uh, tombs and decorate. Uh, so Dia de los Muertos is uh, probably one of my uh, favorite traditions and it's also so much about, about um, honoring our uh, loved ones and uh, know, also knowing that uh, dead is part of life and we should not be afraid of it. So it's, it's really a cool thing. Uh, but I hear it's a very spiritual holiday and that uh, I agree that is very important to honor ancestors. I as well, like most families, have traditions as well. But since I'm Jewish, um, not like you are Catholic, uh, we recently celebrated Yom Kippur uh, last Sunday night. And on Yom Kippur, we usually uh, so for the week on Rosh Hashanah, we think about through the week, um, we usually think about what our goals for the next year to be. And my family usually shares on Yom Kippur what our goal is for the upcoming year. But wow, going to the so main, cool. thank you. We're going to the main reason why we're here. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about National Hispanic Heritage Month and why you think it's important for students to know about it? Yes, um, of course. I Hispanic Heritage Month has been started out uh, um, as one week, one week uh, celebrating um, Hispanics in the United States, and then it was changed to a, a, a month. And I think as uh, in my Spanish classes, we celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month. I mean, Heritage Year, because we do it all year long. So we always uh, uh, talk about um, Latino culture and um, Hispanics in the United States and identity, how, um, how uh, identity can affect uh, people's lives and people's decisions. So I, I do that a lot in my class, but I think for as a, um, as a school culture, I'm really excited that um, this is the second year that uh, has, it has been uh, kind of more uh, promoted in our um, school district. And I think it's important because I know, I don't, I'm not sure about the district population, but I know Thousand Oaks High School is about 33% uh, Latino. So um, it's important for Latino students to know that their culture is valued and important. And we have a lot to, um, we have a lot to contribute to society. We have great, uh, great people who have done a lot of uh, wonderful things uh, to improve the United States. And we have a wonderful culture with really good food, excellent music. Um, and there, so there's a lot to, there's a, a, a lot to give. I think that's really uplifting how you're um, letting them know that like it's important for them to sort of sit back and reflect on their cultures and themselves. Um, that's, that's really cool. And I, I really hope that that continues to continue and grow because it sounds like a really awesome program. But I keep hearing hear you saying the uh, Hispanic and Latino like phrases. Um, is there a difference between the two? And could you like specify so we'd know? Yes, of course. Um, uh, Hispanic is referring to people who come from uh, Spanish speaking countries. Um, so for example, Brazil, they speak uh, Portuguese. So Brazil is not considered a Hispanic uh, country. Uh, now Latino, Latino is uh, Latin American countries, uh, not necessarily uh, Spanish speaking. So uh, Brazil is considered Latino uh, 
but not Hispanic. But for me, um, myself, I'm considered Latino because I'm from Latin America and Hispanic because I speak uh, Spanish. Right, okay, thank you for clearing that up. Thank you for helping clear that up as, for me as well. And I'm assuming it probably helps everyone listening in on this. But on to a new question, how do you, uh, can you go more in depth with how you help promote traditions and cultural opportunities for your students? Yes, um, I, I, I advise the Latino Connection Club. I've been advising this club uh, at Thousand Oaks High School for the last eight years. And when I was at Newberry Park High School, um, they have Latinos Unidos. So Latinos Unidos um, has been there uh, since, when I, since I was there. So I advise that club as well. And what we do with uh, the Latino Connection Club and Latinos Unidos is um, educate the students about, Latino students about their culture and at the same, and also uh, um, we wanna share our culture with uh, other students who might not know it as well. So for example, we meet every, we meet at lunchtime uh, every week. So our uh, meetings at Thompson Oaks High School right now are virtual. So we're meeting on Zoom um, and, what we do is that uh, we, we have fun. The main thing is making friends and making connections. So uh, we, have, uh, we have fun in, in a regular setting. Uh, we, um, we do Latino trivia uh, games. We do Loteria, which is kind of like bingo. We play Loteria. Uh, we bring food from different Spanish speaking countries uh, so that uh, people can try food that is, because most people only know Mexican food. They don't know Peruvian food or they don't know um, Venezuelan food, so that way they can we can they they can try different types of food um, and also experience um, different holidays. So, like for Dia de los Muertos, we set up an altar uh, for Christmas. Uh, last year, we had a, a Christmas dance and decorated decorated with a um, uh, lot of uh, like Mexican decorations such as poncerias. Um, uh, it just make it really um, culture, really, really rich with um, some papel picado, like um, some, so, so a lot of uh, Mexican arts and crafts. So we, ha we celebrate um, Christmas. Uh, we also, um, for Valentine's Day, even though it's not only Latino, we talk about the difference between how we celebrate Valentine's Day in the United States compared to uh, how this, uh, we, um, celebrate in Spanish speaking countries, which is a lot about friendship. Uh, friendship is very important in Valentine's Day. Um, so uh, Latino Connection um, is not only for Latino students. We have African-American students. We have uh, um, um, white students, Asian students. So everybody's welcome to come to our meetings and also to join us uh, when we go on field trips. Sometimes we go to the uh, LA County Museum of Art to look at Latino exhibit and all the members all, all the members are welcome to join. So that's one way how, um, how we share our culture in the school. Um, during lunchtime, sometimes they, uh, we uh, play Spanish music and we dance. Uh, so the students love dancing and sharing the uh, salsa, merengue, cumbia, bachata, all types of dances. And uh, so they, they dance and bring in other students and teach them how to dance. So we, we try to, have it in our class for the group, and then also take it outside of the class uh, to show the school um, uh, the rich, the rich culture we have. I love that. That sounds in like really awesome. 
I think it'd be great. I would personally love to be in your class. But it it seems that your culture has a lot of um, ties to friendship and family. Like, I, th I think everything you've been saying, you keep going back to this one point of you're all very collected as a peoples, and which seems really nice. And I know that um, sometimes you sort of forget about it because it gets really hectic. Um, I know life can get really hectic and um, I sometimes take my family for granted. But then when I step back and think, I'm actually really lucky to have two parents and my little sister who love me and that they have always been with me. So I think it's really cool that there's such a huge connection to that. But um, so we know you're a high school teacher, but do you have any advice for a middle school student? Yes. Um, take Spanish classes. Uh, I, love, um, I love teaching um, Spanish and I love being a language teacher. I, um, I started as an English learner, so I know that learning a language can be really challenging and sometimes hard and frustrating and boring sometimes, but um, it's really, it's also very, very rewarding. I, um, I highly recommend that you learn languages because uh, through language, you can also learn a lot about cultures, about other people. And uh, for me, I, um, I started out as an English learner at Newberry Park High School. Uh, and then in college, I was able to study abroad. So I, I, I studied abroad in, um, in Peru, uh, Costa Rica, Guatemala. Uh, and uh, I went back to Mexico and studied in Mexico again as an adult. And also I, um, in Spain. So studying abroad, going to other countries uh, was really, really fun for me. Uh, and uh, I live with a family in every country because I wanted to be even more in, uh, immersed in their culture. And even between the Latino culture, like the way um, Mex Mexican people do one thing can be different from the way a Peruvian family uh, does uh, the same thing. So I, for me, it was really fun um, uh, studying abroad. And uh, I also, after doing my study abroad, um, uh, programs, I continue to travel. So I have traveled to over 40 countries. Um, I, I kind of lost count. So I have, uh, I've been to many different countries and it's really sad because this year I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> I usually, my husband and I, we usually um, take two trips, one in the spring and one in the summer. Uh, and this year, no spring vacation, no summer vacation. So as a, for high school, um, for middle school and high school students, I recommend to learn, um, learn languages because it's not just learning about the language, you also learn about the people and you see that the world is actually pretty small. Like you become, you become really um, immersed in um, how everything is connected. So it's really cool. That's brilliant advice, thank you. And about the languages, I know we do have a Spanish elective, right, Miss Chambers? Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, I know a few of my friends last year, I believe, took that and they said they really enjoyed it. And um, I know personally, as my dad actually works in the military, and so we move around a lot. Um, I've been, what, I think five schools in seven years or something like that. So I definitely know how... Um, everything, even in the same country, like works so differently. And it's really cool to be able to see that. And for me at a young age, um, it's been, it's really opened my eyes and let me sort of step back and realize 
yeah, as you said, the world is a lot smaller than it seems and we are, we all can be connected in one way or another. So when you were in school, did you get any advice from your teachers that you still use today? Uh, let me, I, um, well, when I graduated from Newberry High School, my, um, my English teacher told me that I could do anything I wanted. So I, I guess I took that really, really at heart and I've been trying different things. I've been uh, um, teaching, I've been traveling. Um, I have been involved in the community, I think uh, doing community service and uh, helping others is really is, um, a great thing to do. So I, I'm also involved in different um, um, community service uh, projects and, and also organizations that I help uh, families uh, throughout the county. So for me, that's probably the best advice. Try it, try it. If you don't like it, you can give, give up, but don't just say, oh, uh, I don't wanna do it. I don't wanna do it, I don't wanna try it. So you have to try it before, before, you, don't, before you give up. Those are very great things, Mrs. Martinez. I, those, that is some great quotes. Um, speaking of quotes, uh, do you have one that in Spanish that you try to live by? Uh, a quote that I try to live by is, turn junk into jewels, meaning make the most of, out of what you have. Um, I told my class one today. I'm trying to remember it. Okay, well, I have, a, I have another one. Um, in my Spanish speakers class, because I speak Spanish the entire time, the entire period, um, I do try to teach the students uh, uh, quotes or teach them um, sayings, uh, because a lot of times they learn the language, uh, not as, they don't know a lot of the cultural aspects such as sayings. So I do try to bring those up. And today I was telling my class one, but it was completely split my mind. But one of them is, um, no dejes para mañana lo que puedes hacer hoy. And what it means is, uh, don't, don't leave, uh, don't wait until tomorrow what you can do today. So do it. And, and I, do, I use that one a lot because sometimes students are like, oh, just do it later. Oh, it's not due today, it's due tomorrow. I'll just do it later. And then it casts a lot of stress by waiting. If you just get it done, do it, and then you're free. And then you can enjoy the rest of the time and the rest of the day. So uh, I love that one. No dejes para mañana lo que puedes hacer hoy. That's, that's really great. I know that's advice I think I need to put a bit into motion because uh, with, wow, I can see Miss Stevenson nodding. Look at her, you can see her right in the corner there. Um, I know with distance learning, it has become like, I found myself becoming less and less more, like motivated because I think I'm not in class and I'm not really seeing anyone. And so it's taking so much more to like, just do your homework. Come on. It's not that long. Just do it. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, so mine, my life could probably be don't take life too seriously because I've seen a lot of people just have their lives flash before their eyes and just, they've realized that they um, haven't really done much that, they remember and wasn't fun so I really want to have a fun life if that makes sense but um could you possibly teach me how to say that in Spanish not to put you on the spot <laughs> how to say your phrase uh don't take life too seriously okay um uh, no tomes la vida tan en serio <laughs> no tomes 
I, <laughs> I would try to say that, but I would absolutely butcher it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> let's try it. Let's try it. Okay. Okay, no. okay. okay. Sorry, say it. No. No. Tomes. Tomes. La vida. La vida. Tan. Tan. En serio. En serio. Perfecto. Muy bien. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Muy bien. <laughs> so I have to ask, who's a famous Hispanic American that you try to look up to and why? Oh, there are many. There are many, but um, uh, let me see. I always, in my, in my class, uh, in the spring, I always teach a unit about uh, Cesar Chavez. Uh, uh, Cesar Chavez, I think, is um, very influential in the um, farmers uh, in the uh, farmers movement, uh, but also uh, for the entire Latino Latino civil rights movement. So I, I think uh, Cesar Chavez is one of my favorite um, Hispanic personalities, and he was also a very a very humble person who uh, really cared about his uh, cause. Can you go, uh, can you tell me a little bit more about uh, who Cesar Chavez is, is? Yeah, he, um, he was born in, um, in Arizona. Uh, he was born in Arizona, went to uh, World War II. Um, and when he came back, uh, he noticed, he learned many leadership skills in the, in the military. And when he came back, he noticed that uh, farmers were not, were not being treated very well. So he decided to start to organize um, the farmers and to fight for their uh, rights, such as having a restroom, uh, being able to take breaks when they're working in the fields, um, many other, many other examples. And uh, so he started the United uh, Farmers uh, Union. And after the, uh, and he, um, fought until he died, which was in 1993. So he was around for, for many years, uh, fighting for um, Latino, not only farmers' rights, but all Latinos' rights. That's incredibly admirable. Um, and I did see in the chat just now that Ms. Chambers said we'll be learning about him. So I'll have, mm. to, I have to pay attention to that because he seems like a really great person, or was. A great I'd love person. to learn about him. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and. Um, I, I, the other person that kind of goes hand in hand with um, Cesar Chavez is Dolores Huerta, and she's still alive. So um, just this week, I, um, she was, she did an interview with the, um, the Ventura County uh, Museum. And so I, uh, she turned 90, I think 90, 91, and she's still out, out getting people to vote. So she's uh, still at, at 90. Uh, she's not home. She's not quarantining. She's out um, getting people to register to vote and getting people to, um, to promise that they're going to make it uh, to submit their, um, their ballot or to make it to the polling places because that's important to her. That's really cool. And I know, um, I believe this is right. I've heard this. Um, voting isn't mandatory here, is it? So there's like a, there's a big movement for more people to start voting, right? That's, yeah. Well, I know in Australia it is mandatory and like you get fined if you don't. So even then there's like, that's a different cultural thing. And there's just little things like that. It's, it's, it's cool to sort of be able to learn all of this. 
Yeah, can I also mention that uh, growing up in Mexico, my parents always voted. They were always, uh, and the reason was because we, um, the voting date was on a Sunday. So you had no excuse. Uh, Sunday, you spend time with your family, and then you went to the polling place and voted. So uh, for me, also like a cultural difference is um, that here in the United States is not, is not a day off or is not during the weekend. Thank you, Mrs. Martinez. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say before we hear from our studio audience? Um, oh, I just want to say that um, I think Sequoia is a really wonderful school. My nieces and my nephew uh, went to Sequoia. Um, actually, nephews. Uh, three of my nephews and two of my nieces went to Sequoia, and then uh, they went to University Park High School. But uh, I kind of been following. Uh, I've been following your uh, podcast, and I've been following um, uh, everything that uh, all the great programs that you guys have at Sequoia. So uh, thank you, thank you to uh, for having such a wonderful school and for making. Uh, this is such a great experience for my nieces and uh, nephews. Yeah, actually adding on to that, as I said, I've been to a fair few schools and um, this one is definitely one of the best I've been to. Very inclusive and um, just really great. And I mean, the principal, we have to thank Mrs. Chambers. She makes it great. And Miss Stevenson, yeah. Yeah, you too. Sure, <laughs> you too. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have to say that my nieces never had Mrs. Stevenson's, but they were there at lunchtime all the time. Oh so yeah, they, they <laughs> that's how <laughs> uh, they, that's how they they, uh, they they were not musical. They never played instruments. They were not the type of student. But uh, I asked them, "Do you do you know Miss Stevenson?" They're like, "Of course, we were there all the time during lunchtime. That's where we ate lunch." <laughs> yeah, the school is very, as I said, inclusive and very open. Like, um, you know that you are welcome and you're listened to as well. So it's great. Yeah, very true. Very true. My, my nieces and nephew felt the same way. Yeah. So thank you. So I think, do we have a few questions? Yeah. Cool. Sydney, would you like to go? Hi, my name is Sydney and... So what's one couple tips maybe uh, that you would have for um, learning Spanish as an English speaker? Um, I always tell my students uh, how to learn a language because, you know, you have been learning math or you have been learning science. You have taken those subjects since we were in elementary school, but at learning a new language, it is different. So I always uh, give them a list of tips. So one would be um, uh, to study. So uh, review, study, because it's not easy, it's hard. And that's the reason that uh, universities want you to learn a language because that show your commitment, that show that you're, com that you're competitive. Uh, so study hard. The other one is uh, enjoy it, make mistakes. It's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. Um, I have made so many mistakes and I've looked like uh, I, I look terrible, but you know what? It doesn't matter. It's okay. I've survived those mistakes. So be okay with making mistakes. Um, and um, the other thing is learn about the culture, learn about the people, not just learn the language, but learn about the people. And you'll see that um, Spanish-speaking people are really nice and very generous and uh, they don't judge you hard. They don't judge you if you don't 
um, speak the language correctly. Uh, they, they're happy that you're, you care about them and you care about their language and their culture. So they're very welcoming. So, so that, that's, that's, those are my tips. But the main thing is, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay. And when I travel, when I go to other countries, when I go to China and I don't speak Chinese and, and, and I, I don't pronounce the words okay, I don't pronounce the words right, correctly, it's okay. I, um, what I do is like, I think, I think about it and I, oh, I say, they don't know me. I am never gonna see him again, probably. So it's okay. So um, it's okay. Be okay with making mistakes, and um, that's how you learn more. Because if you try to um, restrain yourself and don't practice the language and don't use it, mm -hmm. then you don't learn. They don't learn as much. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Hi, my name. Okay. Is I add one more thing about uh, one. Sorry, just one more thing about learning languages. Uh, the other thing is the accent. A lot of the times, the students are worried, like. Oh, my accent is terrible. I cannot pronounce the double R. I, my, I, I cannot do that. Uh, and what I, my take on that is that uh, it's okay to have an accent. And at first, when I was growing up, when I was in high school, uh, like I was a little bit uncomfortable that I spoke with an accent. And now I learned the language when I was a teenager. So it's difficult to get rid of the accent unless you go to, spe to speech and language pathology. Like that's the only way you can get rid of it. But um, for me, I'm okay with having an accent because that means that I can speak more than one language. And, uh, and uh, it's, it's wonderful. I, I learned English as a second language. I have learned Italian. I took some German. So um, languages are, um, are great and to have an accent is, is okay. I mean, your accent's cool. Like you can say, I can speak another language. I just speak English weird. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Pradyush, and my question is: So you mentioned traveling the world. Um, I was wondering what countries you've traveled to. Um, there's 20, uh, 20 Spanish-speaking countries in Puerto Rico, which is uh, uh, U.S. territory. I had been to um, probably half of the Spanish-speaking countries. So uh, do you want the list? Uh, some of them would be nice. <laughs> <Some of> them. <laughs> um, so I've been uh, to um, Guatemala, El Salvador, Costa Rica, uh, Peru, Chile, Argentina, uh, Spain, uh, Cuba. Uh, Cuba was the most interesting country. Uh, I've been to, well, not the most, but one of the most interesting countries I've been to. Uh, so um, now I have been to many European countries, uh, um, France, England, um, Germany, uh, Portugal, I love Portugal, um, and some Asian countries. I've been to Thailand, China, um, what other ones? The Philippines, and I uh, can't think of anything else, but yeah, I. Uh, I've been to a lot of different places, and my sis always asks me, Ms. Martinez, what's your favorite country? And it's so hard because I like one country because of excellent food. I like another country because of wonderful architecture. So it's really hard to choose. Uh, I, um, there's some countries that I would return to and other ones that I would be like, I'm okay, I can move on to another one. But my goal is to travel travel all of, all of the countries in the world. I haven't been to Africa. I've been, I really want to go to Africa. So I've been to all continents except for, for Africa. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
That is awesome. That is definitely one of my goals. I think I want to travel the world. That sounds so fun. But unfortunately, I'm so sorry about that. Um, unfortunately, we that isn't all the time we have. But thank you for um, coming in today, logging into the Zoom, uh, <laughs> and teaching us a little bit about Hispanic Heritage Month and yourself. This is Darcy and Scott signing off.